Hello and welcome to the Relationships and Chill podcast. We are continuing our series. This is part three of the Fulfilled Marriage series. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking about what is it going to take? What is it going to take? What is it going to cost you to have the level of the relationship that you desire, that you want uh, to to experience in this life? So make sure you stay tuned. Tell all your friends about it. This is an amazing series. It's starting to heat up, y'all. So stay tuned. Peace. You're listening to Relationships and Chill, the podcast for singles and couples about how to find and cultivate the relationship you've always dreamed of based on trust and honest communication. Why waste your time going through the typical dating obstacle course only to end up with drama, jealousy, and heartbreak when you can find the love of your life and live happily ever after? So sit back, chill, and get ready to make relationships great again. Greetings, everyone. Greetings. Welcome to another edition of the Relationships and Chill podcast. I am your gracious host, Coach R. Anthony. And welcome to the ultimate podcast for relationships and dating, where our aim is to make relationships great again and again and again and again so without further ado we're we're in the midst of a series um called the fulfilled marriage series where we're talking about um what is it what does it take to to have a fulfilling marriage to have a marriage that is that is that is expanding you that is that is causing and creating with you within you the best version of yourself and i think that's very important to know and to note that it, it should bring out the best version of yourself, even though um, like the scripture says that that sadness is good because it, it it basically brings out the best in you. Hard times and struggle brings out the best for you, best in you. Um, the furnace, the furnace is, is, is for gold. The heat is to to extract things out of you that are not supposed to be there that that purify you that that creates a purification process of the essence of who you are and brings out the best version of who you are but what is it going to take to to experience a fulfilled relationship and we've talked about a couple of things so far in the first two episodes uh, we talked about the vision is what you need. You need to be able to see what it's going to look like. You want to have an idea of what it's going to look like. What do you want it to look like? It's like if I wanted to bake a cake, I'm going to look at recipes and I'm going to look at the finished product. I'm going to see how it's supposed to look in order to to know I'm on track. We're vision. We're vision bound people. We're visionary people. We like to see how things are or how they could be. And of course, we can add our own little kick to it, our own little spice to it, our own little little uniqueness to it that that kind of creates our little signature thing and we put it put our stamp on it so that's the first part and the next part we talked about commitment you know what is it what 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 do you need to commit what do you need to commit to this overall idea what is it going to what is it what are you going to need to do in order to stay in the thick of things when things aren't going going the best um, you know, and, and that has to be that has to be really dependent upon the two people. 
Uh, if you're the only one committed and that other person is not trying, then you're technically not even in a relationship. But if you can see and know that that person is doing their best with what they have, um, it's kind of your obligation to help them to the best of your ability or get help, which I recommend coaching um, as a first step. Um, therapy is also an option. But I know for me, I take more of a spiritual approach to how I handle clients and how I handle and work with people on obtaining the things that they desire to obtain. So we don't only just hit the mental and your mentality, which is very important. We hit that definitely hard. But we also talk about the essence and the spirit behind the things that you desire. Why do you believe and why do you feel the way you feel about whatever the circumstance is? And we try to work out a resolution with uh, within the, the confines of what you believe and what you understand to create a new narrative, a new perspective, a new a new goal, a new focus in order to strengthen your commitment. So that's what that's what coaching does. That's what I do as far as coaching goes. So if you're interested in that, definitely hit me up on more relationships and chill dot com. Fill out the contact form, hit contact and then uh, interest in coaching. That's all you need to say. Very simple. Um, but today we're going to be talking about what is it going to take or what is it going to cost you? In order to obtain those things, you know, the scripture says it like this <clears throat> for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down and first count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. At least after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock, saying this man who began to build and was not able to finish. So. Then he goes on to talk about war. So that's in Luke uh, 14, 28 and 29. Luke 14, 28 and 29. Um, what is it going to cost you to build and to have the thing that you desire? Is it going to cost you another person? You have to get rid of this relationship. Nine times out of 10. Um, it's funny because I, I you don't really see any statistics for how relationships fail. But you see a lot of statistics about divorce rates and, <clears throat> you know, how high they are, 40 to 50 percent. And then second marriages are even worse. They're 60 to 70 percent and so forth and so on. The more you get married, the more you choose a new partner, the, 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 the worse off you are. So we, we have to start breaking it down to what is it going to cost you and what do you you know, I'm, I'll probably have to do another issue about like why why you choose. But I do another episode about that but i have the husband material guy and that really i really go into why we choose the way we choose and how to choose someone different so if you haven't gotten your hands on that you need to go to relationships and right now and purchase that guide if you are tired of attracting the wrong type of men specifically for women men i'm working on something for you pretty much the same idea if you're tired of attracting the same type of woman that failure after failure, then we need to really sit down and, and, and figure out why this is this keeps on happening. So make sure you go to relationships and chill dot com, sign up for the newsletter so that when things are released, you'll you'll be able to have access to them. Or if, if, if it's already available, go ahead and by all means, go ahead and purchase yourself a copy uh, of the guide. So definitely do that. But today we're going to be talking about what is it going to cost again? Or again, we're talking about what is it going to cost? What? But first, I want to talk about what what is your part in the equation? Like, how do you fit in to the narrative of either a failed relationships or a relationship where it's failing and you want to get it better? What do you 
do? How do you contribute? Um, how how do the other, how does the other person contribute? You know, um, and and how do you continuously work on continuously become better? How do you continuously become better and and at at adding and and building the relationship? Because one thing I've noticed is a lot of people that complain and have problems in relationships. Um, they they're trying to to help or trying to work on the relationship based on what they think should happen, not based on the the overall objective of the relationship. They're working on the relationship or what they believe the relationship should be without the commitment and without the vision of the other person. So they cannot contribute to the overall view that you have because they don't have the view that you have. So realistically, you're just either you're bandaging up the problem or you're fighting against you guys are fighting against each other because there is no solution. So you're there like it's like trying to solve trying to solve a problem that hasn't that does not have a solution because you haven't decided that there should be or there is a solution. And that's where part one of this series comes in is the vision. What does it look like? What is it supposed to be like? What is it supposed to feel like when you get to that point? Of, of, of a healthy, happy, fulfilled relationship. What does that look like to you? Because if you're all if, if you're sick and you've never been healthy, then you'll never know what it feels like to be healthy. And therefore, you will only you will stay in your sickness. You will relish in your sickness because you don't know anything else. We are we are creatures of habit and we're creatures of what we know. We are comfortable in what we know. If you are used to and you know dysfunction, that's going to be what you seek. That's going to be what you desire. Even though you may think you desire something else, you may want something else. But we get we don't get what we want. We don't get what we desire. We get what we know. So if you don't know anything else, if you don't believe there's anything else out there or you don't believe you're capable or these people are not real, they're 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 faking that they're happy or fulfilled or they're enjoying each other. then you ain't going to never get that kind of relationship. But that's what this series is designed to do is to help you understand that you are contributing to your own problems in your relationship because of things like that. If you believe that there that people don't are not genuinely happy in relationships, then you'll never be happy in a relationship. If you don't believe that you can have a great relationship, then you'll never have a great relationship. And if you don't and if they your your significant other doesn't believe that that he could be happy or she can be happy in a relationship or you can have a an amazing relationship where there's no problems, no fighting, no arguing, no none of that stuff, no none of that crap. Then you're going to always have those problems. The problems that people try to say that they don't want are the problems that they end up having. Because you don't unless you can say I don't because most people say I don't want and they focus on what they don't want. And I talk about this in the husband material guide. The focus of don't want causes you to attract what you don't want because it's what you know. You're talking and you're giving more energy towards the thing that you don't want because you're very knowledgeable of the thing that you don't want. It's not until you start saying this is what I want you then the energy and the focus of what knowing what you want and 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 going towards what you want causes you to investigate what you want. Now you can start moving towards understanding and knowing what you want and knowing that this is what you should have. Then you can start to attract it. But other than that, you will not attract anything else other than what you know.
So now you have to unlearn or you can't really unlearn anything, but you have to now learn something better and more in line with what you want, as opposed to focusing in on narcissistic behavior and um, being used and being cheated on and whoop de woo whoop de woo. You're focusing in on that, so now your internal guidance system is only is cloaking your vision and causing you to be drawn to people who exhibit those traits. Because now it is going to give you some energy to focus to to. It's going to give you the energy that you that you are are exhibiting It's going to match it. So it's going to match the energy that you're giving off. If you if you fundamentally believe and you saw growing up that in your childhood that 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 relationships don't work and you're supposed to argue and fight because your grandma and your granddad fought, your parents fought. They argued and cussed each other out and then talked for a couple hours and, and they worked out. They worked out just fine. Well, shoot, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't care who they were. I don't care if they were my mom or my dad or my grandparents. I don't want that crap. You keep y'all keep that. I want a different way. I want a way where we don't have no problems. We're so united as a couple. We're so one as a couple. I don't fight with myself. I don't argue with myself. I don't you know what I mean? Like I don't put myself on time out and not speak to myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like um, I may have issues that I have to iron out, but I try to figure out the the way to solve the problem. I don't spend time worrying about the problem and trying not to fix the problem. I I, I worry about it because I want to fix it. So it's only a matter of time before I focus on starting trying to fix. How do I solve this problem? How do I fix this problem? Because I know there's a solution. So knowing what is going to cost you um, and knowing what you're up against kind of helps you to start focusing in on the things that you want to have happen when these things arrive when they present themselves and we're going to talk about that you know and and the most important thing initially is is just how you what's your part in this what's your beliefs about relationships what's your what's your beliefs about love what's your beliefs about dating what's your beliefs about marriage because those things will resurface and they will come back to bite you in the butt. You will feel the wrath of your own beliefs. You can believe that and you can't avoid them. They will come back and they will haunt you uh, like the plague. So you have to continuously become better at understanding yourself and understanding your beliefs. Ever so minor they may be, as you believe, they still contribute to the overall package. I was uh, talking to my wife last night. And I was telling her about some things that I believe about business, right? So I was telling her, you know, I was I was always learning from business gurus and stuff like that. Hey, you know, feast or famine, feast or famine. You know, either you up or you down. You going through it or you not going through it. But I don't believe that about relationships. I believe that, you know, it's always good. Like, it's always going to be good between my wife and I. And it's always been good between my wife and I. But in business and the other things, if I'm thinking feast or famine, it's literally causing me to have good months and then horrible months, good days and then bad days. So I had I talked to her. I told her about that. And I was like, you know, I never really looked at it from that perspective because I've been telling myself feast or famine for years, like you up or down. And I've literally been up and down in business. I've been up one moment. I'm killing it. The next moment I'm struggling. So it's like I have to reconfigure my brain to start thinking, 
it's all good. Like, it's always good. Like, things are always flowing into my hands. Things are always working out for my best, for my benefit. Things are always happening good for me. Uh, business is always good for me. Even if it's bad, it's still good because I know this is contributing to the bottom line. This is helping me arrive at the place to where these things that I desire are happening. The vision is coming to fruition. So I have to, you have to continuously become better at looking at yourself and looking at the things that you believe ever so minor. They may seem so insignificant and harmless, but when you start looking at the projection of your life and the things that you're experiencing in your life and how these words that you're speaking are literally creating the life that you are living right now as you speak, as we speak or as you listen is literally contributing to that. So, you know, you, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to that, you always got to be examining yourself. And I think when a lot of people examine, a lot of people don't examine themselves. So they always look at someone else as the problem. Now, the problem with that is you're going to always have options. You're going to always have a way to choose somebody else. You're going to always have other people that present themselves and other options that seem better at the time. And, and what we do is we rush in haste to try to, to try to jump onto something that seems better, but it ends up not being better because ultimately it stems from us. So I don't care how many options you have, you cannot es escape what you believe. You cannot escape your thoughts. You cannot escape your core fundamental fundament fundamentary i guess that's the word i don't know that's the word but your, your core beliefs about love relationships money uh marriage children those things that you believe are going to create and dictate the experiences that you have and it will absolutely it's it's a it's a tricky thing because what what happens is it confirms our belief and it becomes even more true. So we even double down like, dang, I was right. Like it is feast or famine. So you believe it. You really do believe it. And, and you really become um, you become even more enamored with it. You become even more like it is feast or famine. It really is. You know, relationships are hard. You know, relationships and marriages are hard and, and people most marriages don't make it and most businesses fail and. We, we 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 confirm all the crap that we believe it's confirmed so i think when you start scaling back and start focusing in on what am i saying about this issue what am i saying about my relationships what am i saying about other people men or women that i'm interested in what am i thinking about them what am i saying to myself about them because it's contributing to the overall patterns and negative experiences that we have in that department and simply choosing to leave and divorce and all this stuff does not put you in a better position and like i said before in most in, in pretty much all cases it actually puts you in a worse position um the second time marriages fail by even higher percentage now you got some people that make it but That'll be 20 to 30 percent of people as opposed to 50 to 60 percent of people that make it uh, first time marriages and so forth and so on. As you move further down the line, of course, you're going to find some people that. But most of the time, a person when a person has most of the time that people that have been married 
three times, they're going to be on their fourth and fifth and sixth sooner or later. Um, it just it's just the weirdest thing. We get worse at interpersonal relationships. We don't really get better at them unless we stay in them. You don't get better at being in love unless you stay in love. You don't get better at loving people without loving people. You can't love yourself. This is the funny thing about this self-love um, thing. Like you, you can't get better at loving other people by loving yourself. It's impossible. You can't get better at being a basketball player by just watching basketball. You got to actually practice. You got to actually do something outside of yourself, meaning you got to go dribble a ball. You can't just do it all in, in-house and internally by just watching and just soaking it in. No, you got to actually go out there and exert energy towards a sp- a perspective or a vision or an idea you have to exert energy towards that and do work towards an, an an idea that's how you become better at something you don't become better by internalizing and say i need to love myself no you 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 double down you love you have to love somebody outside of your own self and that's the problem that's selfish love so people say selfish self-love is not selfish it is the epitome of selfishness um because you're dictating to everybody else this is how you should be loved because I'm loving myself this way no it doesn't work like that um and I know there's scriptures you know people say um do unto others as you would have them do unto you meaning that that now that means that if I got to tell you to do unto others as you would have them do unto you meaning you already know how to do unto yourself I got to tell you to actually exert energy doing for others that you have them do for you. So realistically, you're already selfish. I wouldn't have to tell you that if you wasn't in a selfish mode anyway. So telling you to give more is because you're not giving. I would never have to tell you that if you were giving. If you were doing what you were supposed to do, there would be no need for that scripture to be there. So that's, you know, very, um, very important to do is to, just to learn how to figure things out with in the confines of where a person understands or what their experiences are, because you can simp- you can always say don't judge. People always say don't judge people and whoop de whoop, but they be the first ones to judge people when something happens, meaning that they say, you know, like if you're in a relationship, well, well, I'll say that for another. But I, but I was just gonna say if you're in a relationship with someone, and they don't, they're not doing what you believe a person in a relationship should do, you're, and then you say this person is a narcissist or whatever, whatever label you want to call them, right? Um, then you are essentially judging them by saying to them that they are not meeting your expectation or meeting your standard of what you believe love should be and you don't understand what their expectation or their idea of love is so you are fundamental you are realistically judging someone based on what you believe to be true without collecting enough information on what they believe that's selfish in my book you know it is it's really um it's really a a sad situation that we're in as far as relationships go, because we have these beliefs and there is no 
credibility to our beliefs other than just what we think should happen. And I think I was probably guilty of that myself. I think I was guilty of thinking that it should be this way. But I really but what I didn't do, I didn't put anybody in danger of that. Now, they may have put themselves in danger, you know, and I told them, hey, listen, do not fall in love with me. Don't commit yourself too much to me because I'm not I'm not I'm not there. I'm not there with you. I want to enjoy our company and enjoy our conversations. But what you want, that commitment that you want, that title that you want, I cannot give you that. I can't. So you're going to have to, you know, you know, control your whatever or just find somebody who will. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Like, find the person that you believe, you know, will do those things. And, you know, but but I'm all about here's the thing. Like, I'm all about progression, especially in a relationship, because if if you're not progressing in a relationship, then the relationship is dying. If the relationship is staying the same, then it's, it's literally decaying. It's, it's dying. Life life gives more life energy gives gives more energy like i said love gives more love when you give love you get more love um when you when you understand and and i think you know and i'm not trying to beat you up if you under if you believe in the self-love thing but it really boils down to understanding and with this series i'm giving you an understanding of why you have all the self-love you'll ever need. You just don't have all the understanding that you'll need because we believe and we think we know um, what everybody else should know. You know, we're, we're expecting people to know that this is what you're supposed to do in a relationship. This is what a man's supposed to do. This is what a woman's supposed to do. And not realistically like digging into like, like, okay, you may know this, but do you understand what this means? And are you willing to do these things in our relationship? Because if you're not willing to do it, then either we got to figure out what you're willing to do or we have to part ways. So you end up committing and getting into a relationship with somebody who has no intention, who had no intentions of fully um, giving you or expressing to you the kind of love that you think they should or thought they should. They had their own ideas of what and how they were going to express what they believe. Matter of fact, that's the that's self-love. You know, they 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 are they're not giving you the love that you need. You're giving them the love that that they need, according to your belief. But it may not necessarily be what they need. It's just what you believe that they need. And they're not giving you what you need. So it's a selfish relationship. Both both parties are putting their own idea of what this means or what love means over what the person actually needs. That's a very selfish thing to me. But on the flip side, if you're actually working towards something as a couple and as a unit, you're growing together. You're, you're progressing together. You're giving energy and giving love to each other. It's a process. It's a progress. It's a pull, pull and push and pull. It's a seesaw. It's an up and down. It's a constant ebb and flow of the two parties constantly contributing to the other party's experience in life. Because if not then the is literally going to self implode and die It's going to die off because it's not being it's like um like um it's like a mole or something on your on your body like some kind of whatever it, i don't know I, I don't know but like let's say you got a mole or something on your body and 
your your body continuously feeds it is it's not going to go anywhere it's only when your when your body stops it's like an arm as long as blood is flowing to your arm or your legs or you know wherever your your those things are going to continuously work you know but the moment that a clot happens a blood clot happens and, and it stops then things start to wither away and die because there's no life energy going towards that area so love is like the blood of a relationship. If you're not giving love in the relationship, then the relationship will absolutely die. And you could believe that you're giving all the love you think that you need to be given. But if you're not constantly update updating each other on what love means to you and as you grow and develop, then you will be clotting your relationship. Because the idea of love is now redefined by both parties. So it has to be it has to be done that way in order for it to continuously grow. So and that that really, you know, that really involves shedding the old you and, and shedding your idea of how it how it should be, because anytime you add another person into the relationship or add a person into your relationship or add a person into your life, then you have to change. You have to adjust and make accommodations for that person's ideology especially if there's a commitment there you have to allow yourself to take the back seat and not just like stifle yourself and just like condense yourself but no like fully understand what this person needs and what they believe in order to truly give yourself and have them understand who you are in order for them to truly give themselves and count up the cost of what it's going to take for them to and for both of y'all to have a functioning, fulfilled relationship. So having that idea of like, I'm not going to be the same person. If I get with this person, that's going to change me. If I get with that person, that's going to change me in a different way. Or if I get with that person, it's going to change me in a whole different way. So that goes back to options. You can choose whoever you want, but you have to know how it's going to affect you overall and where you're trying to go and where the relationship is trying to go and where that other person is trying to go. These are things that need to be taken into account before you actually get into a relationship, you know, and just just figuring out how your 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 contribution and your investment in the relationship as opposed to holding on and like I said, just dictating what you believe should be done and holding on to the old you and the old ideas that you had stifles the relationship as opposed to investing the best of what you have and what you do actually have to a relationship worthy based on your calculation, based on your calculations and based on your understanding and your ideas to where you are in the best position to contribute to the relationship. So. If you're not contributing and investing into the relationship and you're holding on to your old ideas, but well, you're, you're holding on to your old ideas, it's going to clot up the relationship. But if you're constantly investing and becoming better and you're constantly working with each other, then you're investing and you're pumping blood into those areas. And, and, and it's not just like, oh, I love you. I love you. It's like I love you and I have to apply love to you. In areas of your childhood, in areas of your work life, in, in areas of your self-improvement life, in areas of your beliefs, in areas of... So all these areas you need to pump your 
idea or your version of life into those areas in order to get an understanding on how you can contribute and how you can invest in bettering that person's life and vice versa. They should be doing the same thing. That's why it's important to have your significant other listen to this to this series with you so that you both can have an understanding of how to contribute better to your overall relationship so that you can experience and have an amazing relationship. You know, and though that really requires a very important piece. And that very important piece that you have to encompass is opening up your past. And I ain't talking about the past, you know, the the good side of the past. And, oh, you know, I just, you know, I casually had sex with all these people. Or I casually, you know, used to rob banks or do scams or whatever. Like, I casually, I kind of did that, but I ain't really do it, do it. And making it seem like it's innocent and insignificant. No, like... I'm the type of person, if I'm investigating or if I'm I'm learning about you, I said investigating, but I'm saying that because, like, you know, I'm an investigator some, somewhat. Like, I like to learn about stuff. But I'm saying that in the sense, like, if I'm learning about you, I'm going to try to understand all the moving parts. Like, okay, you, what do you mean you kind of used to scam? Like, talk to me about that. Like, what does that mean? Kind of. Like, how, how did you, like, what, what, what happened? So I'm like one of those people, like, I, I got to know. I got to know what's going on with you, especially if I'm going to invest my life into you and knowing how that's going to affect me in the long term, because I'm always thinking long term. So I have to think long term in anything that I do, whether it be getting into a relationship or, you know, having somebody get into a relationship with me. I'm going to show you how it should be and how I want it to look long term. I'm going to also tell you how I how I want it to look long term. And I'm going to also listen to you and what you think things how you think things should be long term but that's that really starts from because you i can tell you all the stuff i want to do and all the things that i want it to look like but why and that's where you start getting into the past of a person you start learning about who they are and how they came to be the person that they are and how you know how they how they operated to get them to this point and that is Allowing them in to know you on a deeper level. In the last episodes, we've been talking about getting to know someone and 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 really going into the core of who they are and what they believed and why they don't believe that way anymore. Or the changes that they went through and the philosophies that they've had or they have now and where they are. Just those things are important to getting to know someone because you're getting literally up, you're getting caught up to who they are. And so when a person is hiding information about their past or hiding who they hiding, hiding things that they've experienced in their life, they're hiding who they really are. So how can you fall in love and be and commit and know what it's going to cost you if you don't know? You don't know them. So you have to allow people in and they have to allow you in to the deepest, darkest pits of who they are. I'm talking about the ugly stuff, because what we don't do is we try what we do is we try to avoid the ugly stuff because we want to remain in the pretty comfortable picture. As opposed to dealing with the uncomfortable, ugly reality, but you can't truly love somebody without truth. So. That's the thing with love is constantly 
learning and constantly expanding and constantly changing and constantly developing. It's constantly moving. It's a, it's an alive, a very alive aspect of life. And in order to get and gain that understanding of the movement of how love moves, you have to understand where it's moved to first. And that's about going into the past. Now, going forward, once you have established the love, you have to continuously search for the love that you've established and the love that you have for that person. You have to constantly look for the truth of who that person is so you can continuously feed that love that you have for that person. And as you as you as you as you begin to explore and express those things, the person is is going on with on you on a journey with you just like a good movie like a good movie takes you from the beginning the start or they go even before the start and bring you up to snuff to where now you're in the thick of the movie and you understand the character you understand the things that they're working towards what they're trying to do you understand all these different aspects that create the experience of a good movie same thing within learning about a person is you have to experience and you have to know and understand their past in order to love them presently and on to the future and continuously to do that to continue to love them on into the future but you also have to love the past too like you can love the a person's past because if you love them presently and you know the past then you're essentially loving their past but what a lot of people try to do nowadays is they say, well, your past is not important. No, your past is extremely important because without it, you would not be here. So I need to know how you got here in order to know how to love you further into the future. Because anybody can love you right now when it, when they feel, you know, we're very persuaded by the feeling and we're very, we're very persuaded by the now. And we think that the now is all there will ever be. We don't think that there's going to be tomorrow and things are going to change. We don't think change until it's time to change. But we also we can calculate change by looking at how things have changed. So we can at least brace ourselves to know that things are going to change. And the only way to do that is to go back into the past. That's why the past of a person is so important. And that's why your past and investigating your past and learning and knowing more about your past is extremely important because it allows you to predict the things that you're going to experience in your relationships and the things that you're experiencing in your relationship right now. Those are things that have happened that contribute to the things that are happening and will happen. Making peace with your past and understanding your significant other's past creates a whole nother level of love. That's why we can love children, you know, so much because we understand their, their origins up until the point where they start walking and you can see their progression. They start talking, they start understanding, they start knowing, they start talking to us about different complex subjects and you're like man i just love this progress it's like a movie that you're like enthralled in it's just because you understand how it started so that's why the past is very important and last but not least loving your your significant other your spouse my wife in this case more than you love yourself this is very extremely important for men 
and also very extremely important for women. It's equally important for both. But as a man, I'm speaking to men because what men tend to do is they'll get a woman and they didn't calculate what it was going to take to be a man for that woman. So they began to distance themselves because they they were not ready because they hadn't done the research. They haven't investigated. They they, they got caught up in the, the emotions or the moment or they're like, I'm too old to be chasing women. So I need to find me a woman to settle down with and all that kind of stuff. But then until you take the time to investigate yourself and investigate the person that you have decided to 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 commit to then you are literally setting yourself up for failure, but you're also not giving that person the benefit of experiencing the best of who you are and vice versa. You know, for women, it's the same thing. If you're not sharing and you're not understanding and you're not honest with yourself, then you cannot give the best portion of who you are to that other person. And therefore they can't love you to the best of their ability. And therefore they can't love you more than they love themselves because they have to want to see you win and want to see you progress more than they want to see themselves progress. But because they know more about themselves, they know a whole lot more about themselves than they know about you or there's a connection or they're more connected to themselves and there's way less of a connection to you, then they can't love you more and you can't love them more. But the way this works, the best is if I love you better than I love myself and you love me better than I than you love yourself, this is going to work amazingly because we're going to always be doing something for each other that is to benefit not only ourselves and as individuals, but together as a collective. And having that understanding puts you in a position to have a fulfilled marriage. Because you now start looking outside of yourself to supply the internal need. It's exactly what we do for food. We don't look to our internal self to fulfill that need of hunger and starvation. We look outside of ourselves for food, something that was not attached to us. But now once we take it and we ingest it, it now is a part of who we are and it's fulfilling us and bringing us to the point of satisfaction. That's what a great marriage does. And that's what I want you guys to have also. But having that understanding is the first, is having this understanding in this series is a foundation to progress and to help you move towards having a, an amazing, fulfilling, happy, blessed, all these different words you want to use, whatever you want to use, loving, caring, um, everything, relationship. I mean, it means the world to me to have my wife and, and to have the level of relationship that I have with her. It's, it's the most amazing thing, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in this world. And I want everybody, especially men, to experience this. And I'm not, like, I'm I'm really, like, like borderline. People will probably call me, like, borderline misogynistic. But you can't be if I love her more than I love me. But I understand the power of a man, and I know that my part is is important and probably even a little bit more important than hers in the sense that if I am off, not only will she be off, but our children's 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 children will be off. Not saying that the woman doesn't, but I'm saying like for me, because ultimately 
the child children are going to come through my wife but the information that i'm giving her the things that i'm teaching her the things that she's learning through me is going to be what she teaches and tells them and what's being ingrained in them from the time of conception and those are the things that are going to move forward and those are the things that are going to that are going to live on after me and live on through my dna so it's extremely important to be in the right position men to be able to lead your woman to give her the best of who you are and the best of what you have to offer and women it's also vitally important for you to be able to be in the best position to give the best of who you are to that man and understand that man to where you are not making a decision based on your feelings at that moment and put yourself and your children and your grandchildren and so forth and so on in a position to receive encoded dna or encoded information through the dna that causes them to be off and misaligned too and make the same decisions and mistakes that that man made with you so that's going to conclude today's episode hope you guys enjoyed uh give me some feedback um definitely share tell everybody that you know about um tell everybody that you know about this particular um series that we're doing um i hope you guys are, are really enjoying it um it's 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 something unique it's something different that most people have never heard before as it relates to preparing yourself and and even if you're in a relationship putting you in a in a proper position to where you can get your relationship back on track and you can fall back in love and if you need even more specific help i'm available for coaching so don't be ashamed to hit me up and um i'll catch you guys on the next go round. this has been coach r anthony relationships and chill i'm out of here y'all peace Thanks for listening to Relationships and Chill. For more information on cultivating the relationship of your dreams, please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Relationships and Chill or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Relationships and Chill TV. You can also visit our website at www.relationshipsandchill.com. Together, let's make relationships great again.